Hi there. This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's word and the ministry of the Spirit. Have some strength in my inner man. 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 Come forth, come forth, come forth. Can we, can we demonstrate that? Everyone stand on your feet. I have some strength in my inner man. 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 Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come. I have some strength in my inner man. Strength. Can you make it more rousing? Strength in my inner man. Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. I have some strength in my inner man. 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 Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come forth, racket, tabalaba. Strength in my inner man. Strength in my inner man. Strength in my inner man. Strength. Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. It says, For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that he may grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in your inner man. You are never without strength. You are never, ever, ever without strength. The challenge is that it hardly comes forth. Alright? And that's what happens when we pray. Many of you are stronger now physically than you were when you walked into this room. Can you, can you attest to that? Because strength in the inner man can be converted to physical strength. It can. You can go another seven hours right now. So far not nodding again. <laughs> Praise God. I remember this story on campus. I was tired. I've shared this with, with the leaders a couple of times. I was so tired, exhausted. I think I even traveled out of, you know, Osho State at the time. I came back in the evening. There was prayer session in the evening. And I went for the prayers Saturday evening. I was exhausted, famished, like hungry, tired, wasted, used. Then I got to the prayer field. And then some anointed guy touched my hand. Guy. Hey! Oh boy. And then we started to pray and we started to pray. And then the Lord gave me a song. You won't believe it. As I was singing the song, this guy was parting a song he had never heard in his life. He was singing the part of the song. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. And as we were singing the song and praying in the Holy Ghost, boy, the kind of strength that came on me. It was like I, could, I should go and lift amphitheater. I was so strong. The same guy that was weak and feeble. Without strength. See what happened in John 4. Jesus was tired, hungry, broke, busted. He needed food. He had to sit on a well. I can't kill myself. But he looked at a woman that needed ministry. And as he started to minister to her, the spirit of might kicked in. The spirit of might. They came back and saw him active. He had ministered to one. He was not ministering to a city. From empty, from empty physical strength. You looked at his physical tank. It was red. Nothing was there. 
But he saw a woman that needed ministry. As he began to minister by faith, the spirit of Mike kicked in. And then he ministered to another city. A whole city. Their food met strength in him. How do you, how do you best strength? It's by taking advantage of the strength inside of your inner man. So can we just engage in that activity, in that chant, for the next five minutes? Because there's strength in your inner man. There is more strength in your inner man, oh dear, than you can handle. Yes, Sakapu Brahala. Whoa, come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Yeah, I have some strength. 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 Come forth, come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come forth. We all have strength. 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 Come forth, come forth. As if you are birthing something. Come forth. Will you draw strength? Will you draw strength? Come forth, come forth. Come forth. Every time you feel tired in a place of prayer, just sing that for five minutes. You'll be surprised how much strength you still have. It can come forth. It can burst forth. Yashika parosi lategabaya. Reketesila kapapredaba. Repete pelegigegaziaza. Rebetusi kaprate liva haya. Come forth, come forth. Will you draw strength in your inner man? Strength in your inner man? Strength in your inner man? Come forth, come forth, come forth. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. We're still going to pray this evening. Amen. But let me indulge you for a few minutes. Sit down. Sit down. Let me indulge you for a few minutes. Just sit down as I exhort you in the word of God for about five minutes or more. Hallelujah. What a time in God's presence we've had. What a time. What a time. You can't buy this in the market. What you have done here, no money can buy it for you. You can't buy it. Nobody can give you. It can only be brokered by prayer. That's the only way. It's the only way. So, in Scripture, in Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, people represented dimensions. Alright? So, what God wants to do, or what He did in Scripture was to encapsulate dimensions of himself in stories acted out by men. So, you will find out that some person encapsulated the essence of a particular dimension in God more than any other character in Scripture. Because God is so vast, so huge, that one person cannot exemplify, demonstrate all there is about him in one lifetime. So he just chooses one department and then he exemplifies that fully. And even that is only a shadow of the fullest expression of that dimension which is only found in Christ. 
So, when you are talking about rapture, the framework in scripture is Enoch. So, there is a dimension of rapture you can't understand except you read of Enoch. And you read about him. How you know some of these dimensions is that even when New Testament apostles want to explain what that thing means, they would have to go back to the Old Testament and excavate that personality so that they can do justice to explaining that dimension. So, if you're talking about faith, you can't talk about it without Abraham. He's the epitome of faith. You can't talk about worship and intimacy without David. You can't talk about, for example, who shared that scripture? Was it Emeka? You can't talk about the zeal of the Lord's house without Phineas. He's the dimension that exemplifies such in scripture. Hallelujah. Praise God. In the same vein, you can't talk about prayer without Elijah. Elijah is the framework for prayer. James could not explain prayer without going to bring in Elijah. Since Elijah was a man of like passions. The Bible says this man prayed that it will not rain for three and a half years upon the face of the earth. And the Bible says the earth answered. The earth heard him and it did not rain. And the Bible says when it was time for him to unlock the heavens again, he went again to pray. The Bible says the clouds give rain onto the earth and it brought forth fruit. Wow, wow, wow. This story can be found in 1 Kings chapter 18. We don't have the time to check through the entire thing. But what happened there was that, of course, this was post three and a half years. Elijah was not about to unlock the gates of heaven. Remember when he said this at first? He didn't say God said, oh, you know. He just appeared. No father, no mother. You know, typically they will introduce a man of God. The son of this, the son of Cush, whatever. Elijah the Tishbite, he just showed up. By my word, it will not rain on this land, except I see otherwise. And he walked out. And he started looking for him ever since then. They have Jezebel all of them. <laughs> Threw the entire council of elders into turmoil. And then he came three and a half years later and said, it's now time for it to rain. And how did he introduce that concept? He said, there is. He didn't say, I hear a sound. He says, there is a sound of the abundance of rain. What happened after that? Listen, some people only live in the realm of the sound of the abundance of rain. Their life is only a sound of the abundance of rain. There is no abundance of rain in their lives. It's only, I can hear a sound. It looks like rain is about to erupt. It's about to happen. It's always nearly. It's never really happening for them. Elijah said there is a sound of the abundance of rain. That is, the sound of the abundance of rain is an invitation. It's not the manifestation. It's an invitation. Because what happened afterwards? Elijah went up Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel, Hebrew meaning, talks about a fertile ground. Listen, prayer is the most productive moment in your life. I don't care how hardworking you are. You are less hardworking beside prayer. The productivity of your hard work compared to the advancement you get in the place of prayer, they can't even be compared. It is only prayer that optimizes your life. What you're supposed to achieve in 15 years, it can bring it near to 3 years. Prayer can do that. It can redeem the time. So Bible says Elijah went up the mount of prayer, which is the mount of fertility, the mount of productivity. You don't waste time when you pray. You gain time. 
You don't waste time when you pray. You accumulate strength and capacity. That's what Elijah did. The Bible says he went into Mount Carmel. And what he did next was very profound. Just to tell you the physical exertion required in prayer. If it is communion and fellowship, you don't need gymnastics. God can hear you just be singing to him. You don't even need to say anything. He can hear the thought of your heart. But for your prayer to begin to have impact on nations, impact on other people apart from yourself and your private fellowship with God, there is a dimension of physical exertion that is required. Elijah mirrored that. Because the Bible says he knelt down, put his head in between his thighs. That's one of the most awkward positions you can ever assume. He got into that position and he started to pray. Started to pray. But guess what? That was not the only thing he was doing. He set up a watchman. He set up a watchman in his servant. He said, as often as I'm praying, you must be watching. That is where we got to watch and pray from. Elijah demonstrated that. While he was praying, somebody was watching the clouds. So he was not just praying. Thinking that my prayer is entering one basket. There is effect when we pray. He knew so much that there is effect when we pray. So much so he told his servant, as I'm praying, something is happening. Go and check. Six times, the guy brought reports of nothing is happening. He said, no. It is accumulating. It may not be showing immediately. But the effect of my prayer is accumulating. Oh, dear Lord. By the seventh time, the Bible says he told the servant, go again. While he was praying, he was watching. He was watching and praying. That means when you pray, watch out for signs in your environment. Your environment will begin to respond to what you are doing. If what you are doing is having impact. Prayer is not just meant to stay in the spiritual realm. It should have impact on the earth. It should have impact on your life. Somebody somewhere, something somewhere will respond to the effect of your prayer life. Prayer is not just elusive, vague, somewhere in the atmosphere. You can bring it down with effect and manifestation. The Bible says by the seventh time, the, the servant went again to check. And he says, ah, ah, for the first time, I'm seeing something different from what I've been seeing the last six times. I'm seeing a cloud rising out of the sea like the hand of a man. Oh, dear Lord. Like the hand of a man. That is one of the most profound illustrations of what prayer does. Prayer is the hand of a man in the realm of the spirit. Everything God has given you, that has blessed you with, in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, it will remain in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, if you do not use the hand of prayer to bring it down. Prayer is the hand of a man in the realm of the spirit, to bring down every reality you choose to enjoy. Enough of saying, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. We want to see it. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. We want to see it. How do, what do hands do? They receive. They collect. They handle. They walk in. That's what prayer does. It is what bridges the gap between your possibilities and your limitations. It's prayers. Listen. From today and forth, let your prayer time be more than your talk time. That is, do more praying than talking. That's the realm where your talk should really matter. Amen. Do you know that 
Everything in life has an ear. But they don't hear English. It's not Chinese or Russian they listen to. There is a language everything in this life responds to. It's the life of God. That's the language. So, remember Jonah, he was in the belly of the whale. The Bible says, and God spake to the fish. Which language did the fish hear? And God spake to the donkey. Which language did the donkey hear? And Jesus told Peter, cast your net to the right hand side. All the fish in Genezareth, they ran towards that point because they heard the voice. Which language did they hear? When you pray in tongues, you are speaking the language of life. Not the language of a people. You are speaking the language that all humanity and even other things in creation understand. When you pray, the heart of kings are turned because he's the God of all spirits. You can change the heart of a man by prayer because you are speaking a language that nothing can resist. The king asked Nehemiah, what do you want? And the Bible says in that moment, Nehemiah prayed. He just prayed, for example, underneath his breath. And as he prayed, he began to speak. As he began to speak, the king could not resist his request. Luke 21, 15. I will give you a mouth and a wisdom of which none of your adversaries will be able, that is, even if they wanted to, they couldn't, they won't be able to resist. Oh, okay, see you. The power of prayer is so much that the devil will do everything to attack it. He will do everything to attack it. That's why when we come to pray like this, we may not be as many, even though the turnout is quite encouraging, I must say. But that's a lot of kudos to you. A church may be large in numbers, but if they're not large in prayers, they don't have a sound in heaven. It doesn't matter how many they are. So Laodicean church were loud. But they were not effective. They were not praying. Charles mentioned it. They were, they were loud. They were the richest. They were the best. They had the biggest cathedral. They had the most number of people. But God looked at them and said, you are wretched. You are naked. You are barren. You are unfruitful because you are prayerless. Prayerfulness bridges the gap between what God ordained for you to achieve in life and the reality of your condition right now. So as often as you pray, you are like that artist that is looking at an image and painting what he's saying. So prayer helps you translate the image of Christ into manifestation, into reality. We conform to the image of Christ when we pray. All things work together. Matter. Human beings are part of those all things. Not just all humans. All things respond to the power of prayer. That is verse 28. But that verse 28 began from verse 26. Talking about likewise. The spirit helps our infirmities. But we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself makes intercessions for us. We grow knees that cannot be uttered. He who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is. He is the one that bridges the gap according to the will of God. He makes intercession, super intercession. Super intercede. So that we don't look like our limitations. So that we don't look like what we don't have. So that everything God ordained for us to become, we will become it without an excuse. That is what prayer does. That's what it ensures. It ensures that there is no excuse in your life. There is no regret. All that God ordained for you, you become it. 
All things enter into your payroll once you begin to pray. Everything enters your payroll. Your boss, everybody, they are working for you. Everybody begins to work for you because you are a prayerful man. You can't threaten a man who prays. Daniel could not be threatened by death. He says, why is the king hasty? Let me go and talk to him. He has no power to resist me. He says, give me extra days. The man could not say no. He went to the place of prayer. God the answer. Give it back to him. Why do you want to kill people unnecessarily? He knew he couldn't be killed even if he attempted it. It was to save other people. Praise the name of the Lord. He was so bold, so bold because he was a man of prayer. So there is a lot that can change. Okay. There is a lot that can. Amen. There is a lot that your life can become if you will just pray some more. If you will just apply yourself some more. So for the next few minutes, I'd like us to pray. And this time we are praying over 2022. We are praying over it. We are declaring the word of God. The Bible says you shall decree a thing. And it does not have a choice. It will be established unto you. And the Bible says light will shine on your path. You can decree into 2022. So that light will shine on 2022. Imagine you can see 2022 like a plane. Well lit. Just imagine. You can, that this 2022 is like a plane. That light, a floodlight covers from, it, I mean, from beginning to the end. You can see everything. How it will play out. You know where to position yourself. You know how to receive the pass from the Lord. You know how to get into the right position. Because you can see it as an expanse. It's not hidden from you. You're not blindfolded. You're not blindsided. So for the next 10 minutes, can we rise up to our feet right now? Understanding the power of prayer. Thankfully, we've been praying all day. And boy, we can pray some more right now. We can pray some more. I want your sound to be loud. There is a sound that must come out of this room. Not because of the people on the street, but because of the corridors of heaven. They need to hear a sound from here. There is a sound of the abundance of rain. But we don't want to keep talking about the sound. We want to experience the rain. We want to get wet. Enough of explaining the sound of the abundance. Enough of explaining the sound of the abundance. In the year 2022, I want to enter into the reality. I want to get into all that God has in store for me. I decree into 2022 all that the Lord has brought into that year for my advancement, for the ex execution of the purposes of God upon my life. I step into it by faith. 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 In Jesus' name we are prayed. Are we tired? I want us to roar out of this building. <laughs> Amen. Ecclesiastes 11.3. The Bible says, If the clouds be full of rain, so if it has not started pouring, it's because they are not full. So the sound of the abundance of rain was an invitation to put water inside the cloud. So Elijah went onto Mount Carmel and began to put some water into the, into the cloud. 
by the seventh time, which is symbolic. We're in the seventh hour now. By the seventh time, he came back with a good report because all the clouds are gathered. There was a culmination of essence. And by the seventh time, Bible says that the rain was ready to release upon the face of the earth. Because if the cloud be full of rain, if the cloud be full of rain, if the cloud be full of rain, it will empty itself upon the face of the earth. Hey! Two minutes can be the tipping point. Don't lose track. Don't lose God. Don't lose track. Don't lose God. Two minutes might be the tipping point. Two minutes might be the tipping point. Two extra minutes might just be the tipping point. The tipping point. The tipping point. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself upon my life. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself upon my life. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself upon 2022. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself upon my life. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself upon my life. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself upon my life. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself upon my life. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself. If the cloud be full of rain, it shall empty itself.
It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself. It shall empty itself upon my life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Your life can be targeted. Look at what Ping said. After he had done it, then they will say, ah, that it might be that it might be fulfilled what was written of the prophets. <laughs> that he will do this, that he will do that. But you guys are now going back to the prophet. Oh, that's what Elias said. That's what Isaiah said. That's what Jeremiah said. But this guy is just living his life. But his life was fulfilling scripture. Can you imagine? That's, that's the type of life I want to live. Let it be the people that are realizing that ah, this is what was written. The angels are like, wow, he just fulfilled it. This is what was written of him in the volume of the books. He just fulfilled it. November 21, December 4. He just fulfilled it. But me, I'm just living my life. And I'm hitting targets every time. Because I've prayed through. Prayed through. The Bible says, oh, God bless your heart, Pastor Inka. In our teachings, he said, prayer is a forerunner. If you, if you forgot anything, please don't forget that. It's a forerunner. Who is the symbol of prayer in scripture? He, another man came in the spirit and power of Elijah. His name is John the Baptist. He was spoken of both of them that they shall prepare the way of the Lord. And the Bible says concerning their ministry, that one of the things in their ministry is to make crooked paths straight. Ah. 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 The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. It's a straight line. Without prayer, life will be crooked. You are going there, but then you will go here. You will go inside there. You will go to Togo. You will come back to Cameroon. Then you will enter Cross River. You are just going there. He will make crookedness straight. That is, he has a way of making everything you thought were all the bad things happening to you. The crookedness of your life. He will make them the possibility for straightness. Joseph is a perfect example of this dimension. From his father's house to a pit, to Potiphar's house, then he was lied against, then to prison, then they forgot him, then he stayed two extra years. Crookedness. It was not straight, but that crookedness was the straightest path from his father's house to the palace. All the things you are blaming your decisions over. They are the very same things God wants to take hold of in the place of prayer and make it the straightest path between where you are and where you need to get to. The power of prayer is such that it can make crooked paths straight. It can bring down the mountains and elevate the valleys. It can make crooked paths straight. And it is upon that highway that the king of glory enters into your life. It is upon that highway. For the next five minutes once again. Like you have never prayed in the last seven hours. 
Can you sound some alarm? 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 Sound an alarm! Sound an alarm! Sound an alarm! I don't want to look like my limitation. I don't want to look like my bad story. I don't want to look like my mistakes. I don't want it, Lord. Lord, take over. Lord, make it straight. Lord, make it straight. Lord, make it straight. All my mistakes, all my weaknesses, all my limitations, make it straight. Make it straight. All my tribulations, all my trials, all my afflictions, all my tendencies, make it straight, Lord. Make it straight, Lord. Shela. Make it straight. Make it straight. Every crooked person. Every crooked path. Make it straight, Lord. Every crooked path. Make it straight. Elevate the valleys. Bring down the mountains. Make crooked paths straight. In the name of Jesus. Make my life into the highway for the King of Glory to come in. Make my life into the highway. Make my life into the highway. Make my life into the highway. Make my life into the highway for the entrance of the King of Glory. For the entrance of the King of Glory. Make my life into the highway. into the highway make my life into the highway for the entrance of the king of glory make my life into the highway make my life into the highway in Jesus name I pray how many of you know what diffusion is you can define it you like science too much Tell us what's that what's that? So diffusion is moving from a um higher um concentration to a lower concentration. Yeah. When things move from a place of a higher concentration to a lower concentration. Time. Amen. Amen. So, Jesus told his disciples, he said, when you get into a city, city, not you meet a person on the road, into a town, a city, a territory, and then you are getting from house to house, and you see that people are not receiving your gospel, you can retrieve your peace from a territory. He says, when they accept your gospel, you say, peace be unto you. In that context, who is hosting the higher concentration of peace? The individual, the disciple, 
That means if peace is lost in a place, people hoarding the peace are not dispensing it. There was turmoil on the sea. Jesus was in the backside of the boat sleeping. And the turmoil couldn't touch him there until they woke him up. He said, Care not that we perish. He said, What's wrong with you guys? Let it in first. Try to kill me first now, at least. Can't you just do what I'm doing? Isn't that the posture of faith? John 5 19, the son can do nothing except that which he sees his father do. Faith is mirroring the Lord. What is the Lord doing right now? Just do it. There's tempest, there's storm. Jesus is sleeping. Where my own pillow? Where my own pillow? That's what you're supposed to be doing. Look for your pillow. But they were now caring for their lives. And then they called on Jesus. And Jesus said, Who you have little faith? And the Bible says, Jesus transferred the peace inside of him into the sea. We don't know how large that expanse of body of water was. But the peace calmed it. The peace in the world is secondary to the peace inside man. The peace in the world is a lower concentration of peace. And that peace is determined by the concentration of peace inside the believer. Only the believer has peace. Others don't. We have peace. We can transfer peace into a place, into a territory. We can say, take peace. It's a commodity for the believer. We can give it. Peace be unto this house. And when they don't receive the gospel, you dust the sandals off that space and say, I retrieve my peace. The power of peace. Mordecai entered into the palace. The last verse of the book of Esther. He entered into his palace. Others were eating and chopping money. That's what others do when they enter into positions of authority. Bible says Mordecai, that was not his own portion. Bible says he began to speak peace. To all his seed. He began to transfer peace to the next generation. To the third, fourth, fifth generation after him. Ensuring that all of them will come back to Jerusalem. He was speaking peace to his seed. It was not about him. Remember Ezekiah. Ezekiah. The prophet came to him and said, you have done foolishly. Why would you bring the king of Babylon into the temple of God? What you have done is symbolic. Now that you have done that, the people of God will be transported to Babylon on exile because of your foolishness. Ezekiah asked the prophet, will it happen in my time? The prophet said, no, 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 no. The Lord will spare your own regime. He said, that's fine. Whatever happens to my generations after me is not my business. God forbid for such leaders in this land. We rebuke the installation of such leaders because those are the type of leaders that will eat the future from today. And so it does not matter what happens 10 years from now, 20 years from now. As long as it does not affect my own, my own pocket, my own life, my own children, I'm fine. We need Mordecai's who will transfer peace to their seed. And what they make also serve was very, very symbolic. Because Aaron is three generations before Phineas. There's Aaron, there's Eleazar, then there's Phineas. Aaron was about 80 to 90. Eleazar may have, may have been about 50 or 60. That means Phineas, the one for which God preserved the children of Israel, was just about 30, 35. Many of us are in that Phineas age bracket and demography. Stop waiting for the people up there who have no peace inside their hearts to put peace in this land. There is more peace inside of you, one man, than there is in all of the cabinet without a believer. Don't you understand? 
the peace is from a higher concentration and it can only flow to a place of a lower concentration. That is, a man can determine the peace of a territory. Don't you understand? With this understanding, I want you to pray for Nigeria once again. Now, Lord, I transfer my peace into Nigeria. And you can transfer peace without depleting in peace in the first place. That is, you can transfer peace. And the peace you gave did not reduce the peace you still have. That is how powerful this transaction can be. Can you begin to install peace in Nigeria? And begin to install Mordecai's. And begin to install Phineas's. Begin to install the sons of Aaron. And every spirit of Ezekiah. We rebuke, we denounce, we renounce. Over this land. We rebuke. We renounce. We denounce. Every spirit of Ezekiah. Every spirit of selfishness. Every spirit of greed. Every spirit of self-conceitedness. Every spirit of maliciousness. Corruption. We rebuke you. We denounce you. We renounce you. And if you are such that God not out except by prayer and fasting. We have prayed and we have fasted. You now have no excuse to stay. You now have no excuse to stay. We rebuke you right now. We rebuke you right now. We rebuke you right now. In Jesus' precious name we pray. In Jesus' precious name we pray. In Jesus' precious name, friend. Oh, dear Lord. We have not finished, though. It continues in your room. It continues in your daily life. Where you are just shooting arrows to the kingdom of darkness. He wants to take cover. The, rem- the moment he removes the cover to try and do something, he has been hit again. Because somebody is praying. Somebody does not stop praying. Men ought always to pray. We live in a very wicked world. Any downtime in prayer can damage the devil will do it. Don't you understand? Any downtime in prayer is like when the server is down. Is that not when hackers and all these cyber crimes begin to take advantage? Because the server is down. Imagine every church is that type of a structure that holds up the possibility of the invasion of God upon the face of the earth with their prayers. If the server of that possibility or that structure is down, then the devil has roaming space. He can cause havoc because the believers are no longer praying. They're expecting everybody else to pray. And you see, there seems to be an attack on prayer on social media. So we have been praying. Isn't it? We have been praying. Nothing has happened. It's time to act. No, never act without praying. So if you're acting alone, we'll do it. It would have done it before now. It's because people have not intensified prayer because they think that the first time I send my servant to check the cloud, he must come with a good report. Sometimes it takes seven times. But the seventh time that you see the hand of a man is because he did not stop for those first six times. So there is a tipping point when it comes to prayer. There is a tipping effect. We may have been praying since 1990. He's still walking. He's just waiting for us to continue to pray. It may just be one more year of prayer that will tip the scale. Don't stop praying. Act. Get your PVC. But don't stop praying. Don't belittle your spiritual armory and begin to magnify carnal weapons. Don't belittle your spiritual armory. Pray and fasting. 
They are timeless. God cannot use any other instrument. They are instruments that never age. He wants to do anything in any generation, he will bring those tools out again. He can't change it and upgrade it. No, it's prayer and fasting. The twin warrior, the twin dragon. <laughs> when the devil sees it, he, sees it, he knows that there's a dragon bigger and fiercer than him. The combination of prayer and fasting. Are you blessed? So if you see what we wrote there, joy is a party. Is a party. And usually, one, one con- what is, what's the most consistent thing with the party? Noise. Ariwoni. Uh-uh. You call someone that is in a party. Can you have a decent conversation with someone that is in the middle of a party? Uh, so, we want to throw a party right now. Wait, wait, wait. Some of you still have some voice left. So, everybody that still has a voice, you are about to lose it. Because you can't leave this place. Listen, the sign that you came for TNT is that when they talk to you, you are like, where, where did you go? TNT. My voice is gone. That's the sign. That's the evidence. If you can still hear you after you leave here, maybe you didn't pray. Maybe you didn't throw the party we needed you to throw. So if you still have some voice left, you are about to lose it. Can you throw the loudest party? Can you throw Jesus the loudest sound? Sound! 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 Sound the alarm! 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 Sound it! Sound it! Sound the alarm! Amen! Glory to God! Amen! Praise God! Everybody, how you doing? You have failed the test. Your voice is still too loud. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> praise God. Oh dear Lord, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. What a joy. The Bible says they go from strength. So you don't live weaker than you came if you really prayed. You live stronger. Alright? They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appearing before God in Zion. Father, we give you praise. We love you so much. Thank you for giving us the strength to pray. Thank you for giving us the strength to pray through. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to shout one more time, but this time, it's going to be a prophetic shout. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you've been observing, we've been talking about the governing church, right? That's because that's what God is building this church into, a governing church. So, there are three things water represents in Scripture. It represents the Word of God, by the washing of water by the Word, Ephesians 5.26. 
Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. John 17, 17. Now you are clean by the word of God, which is spoken unto you. John 15, maybe verse 7 thereabouts. So the word of God represents water. The Holy Spirit represents water as well. John 7, verse 39. This speaking of the Holy Ghost, which had not been given, because he had not been glorified. So the water represents those two things. But it also represents people. It also represents people, especially in the book of Revelation. You begin to realize that how God, you know, illustrated people in Scripture, especially in the Revelation, is with water. So you use the, when you see sea, it's people. Ocean in Revelation is people he's referring to. So there is something that happens when there is a sound of many waters. Something that happens. That's how turbines generate energy and power. Alright? Trickles cannot do it. It has to be many. It has to be plenty. Then they will now turn the turbines. And then the turbines will now produce the energy. I want us to generate the energy for the next five years. And we do this prophetically. We generate the energy that all of us and our children and our spouses and our bosses and our companies and our nation will enjoy the power generated by it in this one moment. Because you see, when you're operating in prayer, you're operating in an eternal realm. There's no time really when you get into the prophetic and into prayer. Right? There's no time. So you step out of time into the prophetic to gain oversight or perspective over time and then you step back into time. That's what prayer helps you to do. So in this moment of a loud shout, we can generate the power that physical labor and exertion will not be able to generate in 20 years. In this one moment, a thousand years can be wrapped up into a day in eternity. A day can be elasticated into a thousand years in eternity. So eternity, either ways, you can do it this way or that way. Eternity is so powerful. So what we are doing right now can have a significant impact on, the, on our next five years. So mark, mark it. December 20, 20 what? 26. That'll be five years from now. Go and check all the advancements you would have made in those five years. There will be things that only 30 years, normally, 25 years, normally, should be able to generate in those five years. Because you generated power here. These things are real. These things are real. These things are real. What God has done in my life in one year, sincerely, 10 years may not have been able to do it. I'm telling you the truth. When you live by prayer and supplication, you gain more. I tell you the truth. You gain more. So are you ready for that shout? Tell your neighbor, free me. Ebube, free me. <laughs> because I'm about to sponsor the next five years of my life. I'm about to sponsor it. Are you ready for that roar? The louder roar! The louder roar! Can you give the Lord a scream? Sitabaya! A sound of many waters! 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 A sound of many waters!
and sound of many waters. A 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 sound of many waters. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Tara has been baptized. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The spirit of the age to come, we worship you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus' precious name, we prayed. Grab a neighbor's hand and decree over that person and say, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. And the Lord give you peace. So that you do not faint on the road. Ah, no, no, no. It's not part of your confession. We're done. But so that you don't faint on the road, there are a few fingers of bananas and um, I think uh, an apple for each person. So get that before you leave so that you do not fade. That's what Jesus said. <laughs> God bless your heart. I love you so much. See you tomorrow. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And please share the flyer for LQ. Share the flyer ready for right now so that we have a great time tomorrow in service. God bless your hearts. Bye-bye. Connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at Powerpoint Tribe.